0: Greetings and welcome to TW Now. Glad to have you with us today. I'm Jonathan McNair. In his 1970 book, Future Shock, Alvin Toffler wrote about information overload, as he called it. Uh, today, almost 50 years later, the amount of information that, that washes over us every day would have been hard to imagine in 1970. Yet here we are with more information spilling into every corner of our life. Uh, Is it even possible to cope and possible to keep our sanity? Or will we be overwhelmed with this, the sea of knowledge that we face every day? I'd like to welcome our guests today that will discuss this challenge and this issue. First of all, I want to welcome Mr. Wallace Smith. Glad to have you with us. Oh, you bet. I wanted to give a a plug. Mr. Smith actually has an upcoming booklet. Can I say that, or is it top secret? No, feel free. Okay. Uh, th- he has a, 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 a booklet that's coming up uh, about evolution. That's coming up here within the next six months. So stay tuned. Um, right about six months, five months, eight months. Yeah, hopefully so. Two yeah. years. Yeah, with it. Yeah, with, the, uh, with it. Hopefully by, it, by, the, the, end the, by okay, the end of the by year. Okay, by the end of the year. <laughs> so I wanted to give an advanced plug for for that. Also, Mr. Mike D. Simone, glad to have you with us. Thank you. And also wanted to give for um, a plug to to Mr. D. Simone. If you haven't l- looked at it yet, he actually has a little a timeline of some of the in time events yeah. in the book of Revelation and so if you haven't looked around on our, our, uh, our, our site there uh, make sure you look for that timeline and play it really fascinating I think you'll enjoy it so good job on that good. Uh, glad to have you with us today thank you so let's get to the issue at hand so let's talk about uh, TMI I <laughs> you know teenagers use the term TMI maybe adults too but too much information You know, we're right. talking about something that too much information but in reality, we we face too much information in our daily lives. Um, what are some of the the symptoms that you gentlemen have found in your lives hmm. of this information overload? Uh, who's first here? What do you? Mike? Well, you know for sure. Right
1: now, we've got. I mean, the internet. The internet in the past whatever twenty something years has just blown up. I mean, and uh, the information available on it. You know, it can be difficult to you know sort through and to organize to to know what to read what not to read what to spend time on what not to spend time on you know computers we've got our cell phones that are computers now Mm -hmm. I mean um, it's all available right in front of us all the time yeah I almost
2: feel like it's it's a world designed Particularly to distract me. Uh, I know my wife accuses me of having squirrel disease, uh, like like a dog. You know, he's, he's got his attention on something till a squirrel goes by, and it's like, oh, you know, it's a squirrel. And the internet is fantastic at feeding me squirrels. That sounds terrible. I shouldn't have put it quite that way, but I think you know what I mean. Uh, my newsfeed on my phone constantly. You know, it's tailored for the 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 news I want to hear about. Even Google searches. It's a it's a standard. Of research. Now, really, it is. Who, who doesn't go to Google first when they're trying to do some research? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, Every result I see, you know, it's like, oh, I'd kinda like to read that or I'd like to read that. It's like there's really no end to it. And I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, uh, but that is what I see in my life. I've found far more than even ten years ago. I'm having to sort through it's like a, it's like an embarrassment of riches in terms of resources uh, that are just at our fingertips. You
0: know, even even emails. I mean we talked about right. that up a little bit, we talked right. about information, so we can we can dig through right. these amazing, it's almost like an encyclopedia sure. of information. I used to love to go to the to the library library. library uh as a kid and just browse you know browse the shelves because they have all these books these fascinating different topics and magazines and but now we can do it right from our even our even our phone but 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 that's one part but but the email deluge also is a big issue you find this with me uh i'm not sure if you find the same thing
1: (laughs) yeah sure i mean email boy that that can run your Life, if you let it run your life, you know, we it could be your to do list for the day if you let it be, th- you know, work that way, um, which counters productivity in a lot of cases you know i mean you need email to get things done to to move forward to communicate with people Mm -hmm. but um it can really be a problem in terms of uh, productivity i
0: saw when we were talking about the show and i looked up on google Mm -hmm. uh, email and (laughs) (laughs) saw and saw a quote or maybe it was an article that said that most people spend what was it 6.3 hours a day answering email (laughs) i find that's that's hard to grasp but I mean I guess it because it's it's part of our work for many people part of the working world so it's uh, it's a it's certainly a huge amount
2: you know, and really, is it is it answering? I mean, if it's dealing with email, I do find that pretty easy to believe. I know, well, of course, I'm an editor, so I'm constantly getting you know submissions and such. But not really just that. Even today, knowing that we were going to be doing this this program today, uh, one of my favorite subscriptions, uh, a news subscription, sent an email. It's a newsletter. I'd actually prefer that versus the phone, the newsfeed. Mm. And they had 17 different articles listed. And I admit every one of them had a title I wanted to I wanted to click yeah, on. Yeah. But uh, you can't possibly Yeah, but I can't possibly do that. And the thing is it's daily. Uh, tomorrow there's gonna be another, you know, another list. And and yet if I let that go off my screen, it doesn't take long because I'm constantly getting email. I got to the point where I have to I have to stay I was it was a dream to get an iPhone mm. at the time, you know, and spend time with it, have instant access to everything. And yet now I, I wanna stay away from it. I wanna put it in a different room because there really is so there's contact is just it's just constant and it's instantaneous, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's it's quite a deluge. In uh,
1: 2015, just a little infographic that um, on a, a website I saw, um, 206 billion emails per day uh, that are that are exchanged, and in 2017, so you can see the 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 increase, 269 billion. So mm-hmm. you know that's a, what a quarter increase, something right. like that. You know, so th- and it's only going up.
0: So it's a like you said an embarrassment of riches or embarrassment right. of choices. Mm-hmm. So we have so right. many choices that uh, that face us today in terms of w- the information that that's available to us, but not just available to us, but coming at us sure. in a right. way. Would you agree? And this is why we're doing the program th- that that it's it becomes like a, a tsunami or like a fire hose <laughs> where it's it it's it's at us. So much that it actually increases stress levels, uh, frustration levels. Um, would you agree? Is how? What would you say?
1: Yeah, you know that, that's interesting. There's a there was a, res- a study done by Pew Research that um, most people think they can handle the this deluge of information well. And the times that they get especially stressed is when, um, let's say, in school, in their business requires them to uh, gain a lot of information, kind of bring it in uh, into their choices. and, you know, hey, who's not in school, who's not in a company, who's not doing something, you know, uh, the banks require it, the government requires it. So the information when they're required to gather all this information is especially when they
0: feel stressed about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So we're, so we're talking about the problem a little bit. And for the sake of our audience, bring our audience in a little bit, um, uh, probably not something that anyone who's watching is unfamiliar with. Yeah. Uh, we all we all battle this information overload issue. Um, so it's not not... Anything new in, in that regard, but uh, problems are created, and that's 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 where the issue strikes home. Um, and by the way, if you have any questions or you'd like to add something to what we're talking about here uh, what I'd ask you to do is to go ahead and put a note in the, in the, the question bar there in the comment bar And what we're going to do today is uh, something a little bit different. We're going to going to try a new wrinkle and that is that after our uh, half an hour program we're going to have a special bonus section where we're going to look at uh, take a moment and look at the questions that came in and see if we can go ahead and, and deal with uh, just the questions and discuss those questions in a, a segment that is an add-on to what we're doing today and uh, so go ahead and uh, put your questions in and we'll we'll make that part of that program so but thanks for participating so again something our audience deals with just like us right what are some of the problems that we are facing because of the information overload
2: well it's it is stressful on one hand it's not like i can truly leave my email i can't <laughs> i can't truly leave Google it's it's really a part of my work. I I do a lot of research. I'm communicating with a lot of people and Suddenly it's like the the dilemma of selling jam at Sam's Club or one of these large uh, uh, Big-box sort of stores they've done studies that show say if you only offered three or so jam samples people will taste them and they might they might buy one but if you offer 40 samples or more Ironically, with greater choice, people actually buy fewer Mm -hmm. because it's so stressful to pick out, well, which one do I really want? And if I get this one, here's this other one I didn't try and this other one I didn't try. And so with that fire hose constantly bringing so much news, it's, it seems feels like a moment by moment choice. Should I listen to this? Should I read that? Should I read that? And if I don't, it's gone forever, yeah. right? It's gone forever. It's not like the newspaper is still going to be there. It's an email. It's a link. And it's don't get me wrong, first world problems. I don't mind dealing with that versus yeah. some other things. But it is. It does add some stress. You know, I
1: think it creates a sense of uh, of missing out, a fear of missing out. You you feel like because you can't you can't possibly take this, you know, fire hydrant, you know, stuff coming at you, there's water coming at you like that, you can't possibly drink it all in mm-hmm. and you feel like what you have missed, you're missing out on something.
2: Right. Uh, and then you can't you don't you don't have the time to determine then the quality. So here you have all these different choices. You can't take the time to think, well, is this source really better than that source? You know, you want to go ahead and decide quickly and and move on. And if you don't make a decision, well, you may miss out and that's got to move on someplace else. So just stressful.
1: You know, one other uh, or a couple other problems with, uh, you know, the this f- causes us to face is, uh, you know, let's say in businesses and, and competition, you know, trying to, to work amongst uh, all the other competition that's out there and, you know, competition of information, really, mm-hmm. uh, in that way. Uh, the medical industry, as an example, um, you know, with, with so much information and, whether it's competition or not, just, uh, let's say, electronic files on uh, their patients, the practitioners, they have about 50,000 data points that they, right. uh, that they have that they need to kind of sift through. But it's not possible for right. a human to go through that effectively and efficiently, mm-hmm. um, which is a problem to make yeah. decisions.
2: That's part of why they have Watson, the artificial intelligence that's right. computer, so that's processing all these studies, all these medical research, because yep. no doctor can truly keep abreast of right. every study that's being done now. Mm-hmm. So they have Watson, this artificial intelligence, going through and, in a sense, reading all the studies to bring it all together, because you realize there's gonna be some major study about how to cure some disease with such and such chemical that you just didn't didn't have the chance to get to. Sure, so. yeah.
1: go ahead. Uh, another uh, thing, you know, that I think about in regard to this is um, all of these opinions that are out there that, that we're now exposed to in a way that really wasn't the case 50 years ago, mm-hmm. right? So now, we, we, of course, the internet is really the, the key to that. Uh, opinions, ideas that just anybody who wants to put something up there, it now becomes uh, weighted almost the same as Right. Uh, you know anything else that has prov- been proven over history? Yep. You know for thousands right. of years, yeah.
2: people don't have to really earn a spot to display their information <laughs> to right. the world anymore. Because you know? you're
1: there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Used to be, you had to find a major publishing house, etc. Right. Now you can actually publish yourself uh, or. Just throw up a website sure. and that website comes to people just as it easily as, as something else right yes. and yeah. it's it like isn't it ironic
0: have the same value right it's based on our, our our quest and our our need our uh, passion our curiosity for knowledge for more right. and more knowledge but isn't it interesting that um originally adam and eve were right. told by god look um this is the tree you shall not take from and the rest of the trees you can have, but this one you shall not, not take the fruit from that tree. And what did they want? They wanted to know what that tasted like, what right. that was about.
2: And it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was really a tree that, in a sense, offered a broad realm of knowledge, right. but it's a mixture
0: of such. It's not, it's not guaranteed to be good. It's more... Yeah, but it's not necessarily better. And it's it, it's it really it symbolizes our constant quest to have more knowledge, mm-hmm, right. even to our own our own detriment. detriment. Hurt. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the all knowledge is not necessarily good. All knowledge, all knowing, all all our, what we find, what we are told, is not necessarily accurate. Right. And it becomes confusing. It becomes yeah. overwhelming. You know, anything we we, we want to uh, want to, to any problem that we face today, it seems like it almost it's hard to know who to believe anymore mm-hmm, because right. there's this overwhelming you know, tsunami of, of information. You need to have a, a
1: filter, really, a you know, world view filter that helps you kind of analyze that and, and think through the information. In, Let's, in
0: a moment, we're going we're gonna to talk about some, some solutions, for the sake of our audience here. Uh, we're going to talk about some suggestions for, uh, for actually dealing with it. Um, before we do, I want to talk a little bit about the impact on families Mm. Um, I was reading something not long ago where the author was was actually talking uh, about how cell phones and how and the the constant addiction to cell phones and uh, having something new whether it's an email or a, a tweet or a news item which is something we, we can get locked into where we think, well, we're, we're just watching the news, and that's all very productive, but we become so addicted to right. the, the next new thing, and frankly even emails. Um, I don't know about you, but, you know, boys it's hard to not look at my phone to see if there's another email. Right. It's almost like, you know, is this an important one? Have I won the lot the email lottery, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what the author was saying was that it's actually not just a kid problem, but it's a parent mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. because parents are so tuned in to their devices right. that they're distracted so that it's the, they should actually call it distracted parenting hmm. where they're not actually paying attention to their kids with their whole focus um is that something that uh you could comment on in terms of the impact on families yeah. and relationships
2: well in terms of distracted parenting uh I didn't, I didn't hear exactly what you were saying i was checking my Uh,
0: You know, in terms of distracted
2: parenting, I, I, I definitely could see that, and I have been at times a distracted parent. We used to, the kids... Years ago, I'm sure I'm much better now. But years ago, we were joking about taking a family picture. And one of the kids said, hey, Dad, you ought to hold your your laptop up so the picture gets the back of the laptop because that's what you look like all the time. Yeah, that was a burn. That was (laughs) was pretty rough. Um, But that said, I also see, and really still related to that, is the example we set. In that if we're trying to teach our children to filter their information, not spend so much time just out looking for, for new information because you'll never run out, then we can't be doing the same thing you know to be on our phone and then tell the kids hey don't spend so much time on your phone right uh because you're you're just then reproducing in fact you're reproducing them in an age far younger than it was for you i wasn't 14 years old when i got into this right because the technology wasn't there
0: yeah you know it's we talk about the dangers of of uh, distracted driving Mm -hmm. where we're with on a cell phone and you have an accident distracted driving but is it not just as dangerous if we're practicing distracted parenting we're not paying attention to our kids
1: you know there's there's a crucial time to raise them the way they you know Mm -hmm. need to be raised to instill some of those values in them and teach them how uh to work in life and uh you know that that's important you know and i'll tell you i've found myself you know I, i saw something uh the other day it said about 11 uh let's see um uh, 20-something percent of fee- people find themselves kind of checking their email on the sly with their family, you know, <laughs> kind of, yeah. uh, uh-huh. you know, someone's talking, there's conversation going on, and they're like, you know, they're in their phone like that, and, uh, you know, you have to be careful, and th- you're right about example. That will impact them.
0: You know, uh, let's take it one step further. we talk about within families but do you think that uh, that uh, harms relationships between people, hmm. between even in interactions? Uh, have you ever had a situation, I, I, I'm, I'm leading you on because I certainly have had this, where we're actually uh, have a, having a conversation with someone or with them and about half the time that you're with them, maybe even in a, a, in a, in a meeting or, or even just talking with them, having a meal together, and they're constantly checking mm-hmm. their, 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 their phone mm-hmm. or they are paying attention to um, maybe the, the the, the text messages or something right. that little the, the message they get from their phone and I, I find it personally very annoying and discourteous you know right. but but I find at the same time I can fall prey to the same type of thing if I'm not careful so right. hey, what about interpersonal relationships what do you what do you think any experiences or thoughts along those lines when yeah when you're with someone you're right
1: it's time to not be focused on on the Uh, you know, on your phone, or generally it's the phone that you're focused on, you know. Right. Uh, It's the computer you you have with you. That's right.
2: uh, There are probably going to be those times where uh, there's not necessarily an emergency, but times when you're on alert and your responsibility is to the person on the other end of the line. Maybe you're waiting for some sort of news about something. Uh, But on the other hand, yes, because that that feeling, and I, I say this as a uh, recipient of that, but then also as someone who has done this mm. to others and had to be informed, might be my wife, maybe not, but <laughs> had to be informed. <laughs> and that is that, yeah, if you're constantly looking at your phone, then in a sense you're saying, well, you know, your time is worth my time yeah. unless something better really does come along. Mm. And I'm kind of actively monitoring to what see if be something that? better comes <laughs> along. And who, yeah, who, who wants to hear that? I, I don't Clearly hear that.
0: you're not worth And job. you might
2: think, well, that's not what I mean, but it doesn't make a difference. That's, that's still right. still, the way it comes, mm. comes across.
0: What about our... our Frankly, our understanding, our ability to think right. does does this flow of this this uh, tsunami of information? that hits us we have access to Mm -hmm. do you think that impacts our ability to to actually think clearly and deeply about about life about things
1: surely the the access that we have to it will shallow our our thinking you know if we don't take time really you know whenever that is at night allow ourselves to have time without it you know a device in our hands um, it creates it can I imagine, create a shallowness of, of thinking.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would have to think so. And I, even if I examine myself, I feel like, think of some of the great thinkers of the past, or those who, you know, say, founded our country, or some of the philosophers that, that people have learned from, or some of the uh, historians and analysts. If you go back several hundred years, yeah, they certainly had resources. Did they have it constantly flowing in? Or did they have the time? Did they take the, well, that's what we're talking about. Is there a need to carve out time? Because they only had, say, one newspaper a week, perhaps, or even a day. You know, it's the, the printing press cranking something out in your old town. You have the chance to read that, but then actually mm-hmm. think about Analyze it all day. It. And actually yeah. talk with your family about it, or talk with your friends around a ye old drinking hole, or wherever mm-hmm. it is, and you're actually processing the information. Whereas the equivalent, I could spend these days all day on the same news item that I would get from the old newspaper yeah. and get the headline the, the CNN's take, Fox News's take, MSNBC's take, you everybody's take, a lot of little data the different, and then oh I bet on Twitter this is all the rage and you go out and sure enough you're seeing a lot of people discussing it and all I'm really doing is collecting the first order of information. I'm not taking the time to actually quietly mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. about it or process it with someone else and how can that not produce a shallowness? Uh, I would say it probably has to.
0: What about for our kids? is there an impact Do you think if it impacts us where we have all the access to all this information and we're constantly uh trying to grab another piece and have the you know the dopamine fix in our brain with some new piece um what is that what about our kids are they are they subject to the same thing and do you think it's going to have a long-term effect on on their thinking but if we're saying it doesn't if we don't take the time Mm -hmm. to think right what about uh, young people whose whose brains are still developing? Right. So I, I think one of the uh,
1: uh, you know studies indicate that it reduces attention span mm-hmm. as well. So being able to just sit and take in information, you know, still taking in information, uh, let's say, but it, but it can be reduced. Even reading a book is much different than sitting on the computer and you know watching videos and taking all mm-hmm. this information in um, th- there's way more that goes on in the mind it's very helpful to the mind it creates a, a imagination mm-hmm. in the way that you know youtube videos don't do
2: right <laughs> even it, we used to, my family's to drive to Kentucky from Texas every summer and it was a long trip and would be somewhat boring. I'd bring a book, but other than the book, I had a pillow in the back because belts and all the rest. You know, that was a little different back then. And, you know, with my children that we had to keep in mind, we'd go on a lot of long trips. There's something about that time when you really don't have anything to do, even with the radio off, because if you turn on the music, it's kind of another form of information. You don't have to think. Mm. And there's time when you're almost blessed with boredom to the extent that there's nothing else to do you're gonna process something you're gonna think about something and all the more I feel like as a child I needed that time I almost learned to process then. I learned to turn a thought over in my mind if I haven't learned it by then now at 48 I'm, I'm probably doomed so I mean to answer your question I, I can't imagine it not having an effect if a child has grown up with nothing more than being fed information constant nonstop, with very little time to practice thinking about it, talking mm-hmm. with others about it, evaluating mm-hmm. it, then, yeah, it, it can only be detrimental. Mm-hmm.
0: We're, we're actually starting to get into some of the, the solutions a little bit. and rec- We recognize uh, folks in our audience. Uh, we're scratching the surface. This is, yeah, sure. this is the topic that's been written about in, in magazine articles and books and newspapers uh, for a long time and will continue to be. You have to wonder about the future of Future Shock. What will it be 10 years from now or 20 years from now? We, 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 who knows where this will go? But we've talked about, a bit about the problem and about or the, the reality, I should say, of this information overload. We've talked about the fruit of it. Um, but I want to take the last segment here and talk a little bit about, okay, so what are the principles, what, what biblical principles, mm-hmm. what, what can we uh, recommend to our audience as we wrestle with this ourselves as parents, also recognizing that, that it's, we, we like to have information. That's right. not, information of them by itself is not bad. But right. what, what do you suggest that we do as strategies? Um, what, would, what would you recommend?
1: Well, as far as a biblical principle, I think that's overarching um, that I think is really critical to it, uh, to this, this problem that we face is Matthew 6.33. It says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. Making sure that God is
0: first in our life. That's the key thing. We can be consumed and distracted so much that we we actually forget what's first. Right. Yeah. Putting right. Him first, knowing what
1: our purpose is in life, why we're here, why we right. exist, can really help. I say filter. I mean, it would be a—it's a filter in a way. It's you know, I'm not going to spend my time on this. I'm not going to spend my time on this. I'm going to spend the time on things that help me toward this goal, toward this purpose. Right.
0: Proactive thinking about yeah, it's, what it's we're very doing much proactive time. versus right. letting
1: everything bombard you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that
2: in terms of biblical principles what you see emphasized in Bible is the importance we talk about uh, Bible study and prayer uh, but also meditation mm-hmm. but meditation not in the sort of Eastern mysticism mm-hmm. sense where you're trying to empty your mind of all things but actually more in the sense of what it what it means in the original languages is turning something mm-hmm. over in mm-hmm. your mind and it was a little easier back then when perhaps you're, you're working the farm and so you're you're plowing and you don't have more information you're just thinking about the information you'd heard earlier or something and so in our day and age we actually have to protect ourselves for that i think if you want to preserve the biblical virtue in your life of meditation then trying to put safeguards around you put a hedge around particular times maybe certain times of day or certain areas of your life just to make sure you actually have the time to do so
0: in other words taking making taking steps to focus active steps yes we in other words multitasking truly is a myth isn't mm-hmm. it I mean we're only going to be doing one thing at a time that's it right. just depends that we're going to do it in a distracted mm-hmm. way that's
1: right you you may be switching between tasks and uh, you know ultimately be less effective and efficient that way but uh, yeah mm-hmm. and you know so those are some kind of overarching things but just uh, in terms of some practical steps mm-hmm. uh, that can be taken you know one is is filters filters on your email filters on your newsfeed filters right. in whatever way well, Another uh, is, you know, honestly, I, I know, and not, none of this stuff. Am I perfect at it at all? You know, it's just uh, remotely. But it's things I've thought about over time, and that is, uh, you know, turning off notifications. I've read that that is very helpful, and I've found that to be super helpful. You know, so I'm not every notification about something is not just popping up when I'm trying to get something done. Right. Um, uh, there, there's uh, a lot of different steps you can take. Planning, planning ahead of time. What you want to do? What you want to spend your so time? We guard
0: our, so We guard our time. Yeah, guarding our time. Right. Getting back To that,
2: I find I like the term. It's going to sound like a terrible term for those who've never heard it before. But I like a uh, uh, brain hacking, hmm. which does sound awful. <laughs> but I do like you hack a computer. Well, if you know how your brain works. Yeah then hacking is often just finding a shortcut or something. And so part of why I will allow on my, my Chrome browser all these tabs to build up, because I'll see a link that's something about, say, uh, something happened in Israel recently. Oh, I want to read that later. So I'll, instead of just clicking on it, because I can click on stuff all day, I'm supposed to be doing something. Mm-hmm. I'll right click so it opens a new tab. So it, it's, I know, okay, it's there. It's not going away, but the thing is, once I close that browser, if I actually truly close it, it's all going to go. So one of the, the brain hacks i would read about that I appreciate is, uh, well, I have an app. I'm not going to advertise the app. I don't know if it's, if it's good or bad. It, they could send all your information to the mafia. I have no idea. But for me, it's, it's a good, it's a plug-in for Chrome that, at the end of the day, I click it, and every open tab I had gets collapsed and gets put into a list and then later I can decide or process, do I actually wanna go read all those? Is it worth the time? And it's it's sort of a brain hack in this sense it gives me permission to let something go. I put it off to a time when I'm actually gonna evaluate it or not. And actually the the thing I brought today, I have notes is one of these little books like you can get at a bookstore or something, it's just a bunch of blank pages. I actually keep this open by my computer and if something's really distracting, like there's a YouTube video, they just look like, oh, boy, that looks fantastic. i got to watch that. There's a cat, and it's doing something funny. I can actually note in here, cat video. I don't actually like cats all that much. But still, you know, cat video, and it kind of gives me permission. And then I can just keep working, and then later on, it's like cat oh that was hilarious I can watch it or I can scratch through it but something that gives you permission to put something off till a time when you're willing to evaluate new information so you can stay focused on the the task at hand Uh,
1: another one uh, is to to think about what you do want to read and Hmm. uh, what you do want to spend time on I know uh, years ago my uh, the boss for for a company I used to work for um, he asked me if I read that memo that he uh, that he issued you know, and why I was doing something <laughs> a certain way, and you know why I was still doing it this way when he had issued this memo. I said, "Well, I didn't read the memo. I didn't know." I, you know, I, I got the memo. I just right. didn't read it. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, reading what uh, your boss puts out there—that mm-hmm. yeah. that's important. So know? we're talking, re- re- reading
0: really what right? Really yeah. in a sense, it's about organizing, isn't it? And, yeah. that, and that's actually a godly principle. Hmm. First Corinthians fourteen Absolutely. thirty-three. Mm-hmm. 33. Right. Uh, the the the, pre- the, uh, the encouragement is to do things decently and in order. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for us to organize our lives, and, and even more so when we're faced with uh, mm-hmm. a challenge like this, is is actually a godly principle. Right. So we're we're actually not we're being proactive mm-hmm. setting right. our priorities in a godly way right. and uh, as opposed to just reacting to this this flood of information. Right. I'm trying
2: to do what Paul says to redeem the time. Sure. You've only got so time. much time. Yeah. So just make sure it's packed with value. We're blessed with information, that's fine. Then then go through it well in an organized kind of way what's worth reading and what's and what's not. Absolutely
1: and using it in the right way it can be a real blessing. Right. 30 I mean, seconds.
0: Second to wrap up. Last thoughts. You get. Uh, this is the the pressure
2: to say something. Pressure time to end. say right.
0: a brilliant thought to wrap up in. Hmm. All right. Uh,
2: take the time to look at what resources are out there to actively filter your information flow and then decide on those times in the day when now I'm open to broad reading versus I'm focused on work and I just make it an active management situation.
1: Uh, Be careful, know what your purpose is, know what you're here for, and you know, don't
0: be driven by it. Mm. You need to drive it. Yeah, okay, thank you. Well, again, a big topic, Uh, a challenge that we all face on on a daily basis. Um, but uh, as you can see, we wrestle with some of these topics as you do and we appreciate you taking the time to sit in with us as we do wrestle with these, these uh, the, the topics. And also we seek to apply godly principles to the challenges that we face in life and i hope that you will as well thank you very much for being with us here on tw now and we look forward to being with you next week if you do have questions that you'd like to uh, submit for consideration we'll uh, at the end of this program we will go ahead and add a bit of a a bonus section that we'll uh, we'll use as the time to to wrestle with those questions thanks for being with us have a good week